Lynn Hiles Ministries presents Dr. Lynn Hiles That You Might Have Life. And here's your host, Dr. Lynn Hiles. From our house to yours, we just want to say Merry Christmas to you and a Happy New Year. We, we thank God for this season that we are now in, one of the most incredible seasons, I believe, uh, of the year. And I know there are a lot of different beliefs about Christmas and whether we should celebrate it. And, and uh, you know, was Jesus really born December the 25th? And probably the chances are he was not. He was probably born sometime, I imagine, in September during the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, my issue with Christmas is simply this. We are kingdom people. We believe in dominion. So we take back anything the devil stole. And it's a right of redemption for us. So what we celebrate is we celebrate the birth of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, who is presently reigning and on the throne right now, whose intent and purpose was to bring peace on earth and goodwill towards men. That was the declaration that came from on high, that came from the angel of the Lord, and uh, that said, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And so from the team at Lindhouse Ministries, and that you might have life, a very Merry Christmas to you. We greet you. We thank you for letting us even come into your living room today uh, in this great season to be part of your Christmas festivities. We trust and hope you're enjoying your families, your friends, uh, the gifts and the festivities, the food, the fun, the laughter, because I believe the kingdom of God ought to be a celebration. Jesus, um, you know, the gospel to me, the gospel is not just about a ticket to heaven one day or a get out of hell free card. And I believe that's all part of the package. But I believe the gospel is about living the abundant life right here, right now on planet Earth. It's not necessarily about us going to heaven as much as it is about us bringing heaven to earth. And I believe that was one of the messages that was given by the angel of the Lord uh, in, in Luke's gospel, especially uh, when he says uh, that, that glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace, goodwill to men. Uh, you know, Jeremy, uh, my son is on the program with me today. It's a great joy to have him Good again. And uh, uh, he pastors a great church in Winchester, Virginia. There'll be some information on the screen where you can go and be with them in one of their meetings. But Christmas for us has been really an incredible thing. And I know it hasn't been necessarily for everyone, but we've had an incredibly close family, both with grandparents on both sides, with uh, my wife and, and her mom and dad and uh, our, you know, my mom and dad. Dad, and uh, of course, my, my mom has, I mean, my dad has passed on to be with the Lord, and Joyce's, my wife's dad has too. But the, they're great memories to us because they're some of the great traditions that we had when my dad would always sit and he would always read the Christmas story on Christmas morning. And he, uh, uh, God love him, he was a, a, a wonderful man of God, but he always seemed to mispronounce some of the words. And I can't hardly read the Christmas story without thinking about him or laughing because he would always read, and there went out a degree. <laughs> and instead of a decree, he said they went out a degree from Caesar in August. So the running joke with us was, I wonder if Caesar going to get his degree again this year in August. <laughs> but anyway, the decree was that all the world would be taxed. And in this time of taxing, you know, uh, the purpose of the taxing was to bring every man out of where he was at into his own city and into the house of his lineage. 
And we could say a lot of things, and I'll let you jump in here in just a moment, but taxing time to me, uh, all the world being taxed is more than just a financial pressure, but taxing time. People are going through things. But the purpose, or, or let me say it like this, uh, 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 what taxing can do for you, depending on your response to it, is it can bring you out of where you have been into where you need to be, into the house of your true lineage, because everything about coming into your true lineage is identity. Who am I? And so, you know, uh, and, and, and so, you know, uh, Joseph went with, out of Galilee and Nazareth with, uh, into the city of David, into, the, into Bethlehem, the house of bread, because he was the house and lineage of David. And uh, he, he be, they being uh, great with child, came there, and God was about to release a declaration during taxing time. This, to me, is, is a... Uh, a, a powerful word from God because right in the midst of taxing time is when God releases a word from heaven and, uh, and says, here's the message. Glory to God on highest, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. She brought forth her firstborn child, wrapped him in squatted clothes, laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. And so uh, during this period of taxing time, then there were shepherds that were watching their flocks, you know, and they were abiding in the fields and they were watching over them by night. It was in a night season. It was a time of, of darkness. And the, lo, the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone round about. They were sore afraid. And, and then, you know, in the midst of their fear, he says, you know, behold, I bring you good tidings. This is Luke 2.10. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The message that I would convey this Christmas day to people watching is, if you're in the midst of taxing times, there's a Savior. Yeah. No matter what you're going through, He doesn't just save you so you can get a ticket to heaven or you get a get out of hell free card. He saves you because salvation is complete, total deliverance. So uh, he's the Savior today. He, he, he was the Savior then. He's the Savior now, no matter what you're going through. And I think it's incredible that when Jesus is born, they laid him in a manger. I said, Lord, why a manger? He said, because it's a feed trough. Yeah. And if you're going to feed anything, you're going to have to feed the world. You're going to have to feed. Jesus is what we need to have on the menu today. He is the Savior of the world. And he comes not to bring... Uh, you know, catastrophes and judgment, but he comes to be a savior with, with, a, with, a, with a declaration of a good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Jump in there. I know you could probably plenty to say about that. You, you know, when you were talking, though, about even just the memories of our Christmas, yeah. you know, sitting around with Pap and things, uh, you know, the, what, the reason we had those memories uh, is because there was a Christ that was put a into savior. the danger of our hearts. Uh, that changed the course of history for our family uh, forever, really. Mm -hmm. uh, even On today, both sides of our, your yeah, heritage. I mean, even today, uh, you know, I have that same kind of heritage that my wife, my wife's uh, mom and dad are pastors Absolutely. whose mom and dad were pastors as well, you know. And so uh, even in our family, there is a, uh, it, it's, Forever. It's like this lineage keeps going on and on, and we're carrying on the tradition. But, uh, you know, when I look back, 
you know, even throughout Christmas, and I think about, you know, what sticks out in my mind is not necessarily uh, a gift that I got or didn't get. Sometimes, you know, we go, well, I didn't get this gift when I was a kid, or I got this gift, and that was what really, uh, in my mind, those are not the things that stick out. The things that always stick out in my mind are the times where our family was all gathered together, and uh, just the happiness that was always in the home, and uh, now that I have a child of my own, you know, that's, uh, of course, as a dad, I'm like, you know, uh, I want to go, I'm already planning my attack just, on what all the things I'm going, I want to get my daughter this year. Yep. And she's only two, she'll never remember it. Yep. Uh, but, you know, what's really uh, my heart in that is that I, what I want for her is that the memory that will always carry on is that uh, in our home, it's just like when Jesus would say to these, uh, these shepherds, peace on earth, goodwill. I want, when my daughter grows up, the memory that she has is not necessarily of a gift, but that of the peace that was always in the home, of mm-hmm. the, the laughter, the joy, the great, you know, they would, he would say, tidings of great joy to all men. You know, uh, on this day of Christmas, most of us that, you know, either we're gathered with our families or if we're, we've become estranged from our families, we're, we're away from that. And I think in everybody's heart, there's always a desire to still be gathered together with their family. And I, you know, I, I know we talked uh, back at Thanksgiving even about uh, family and, and, and just the forgiveness and the thankfulness that we, we can have. You know, I encourage, you know, on this day especially that uh, it's a day not to hold grudges. Yeah. It's a day not to hold things against Let it go. It's, it's, it's time to let it go. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that to, to look at this scripture of the tidings of heaven. See, uh, when those tidings, of, what, what's unique to me is that when the tidings of heaven came to those shepherds where they see, he said, uh, peace on earth, uh, goodwill to men, uh, great joy I give to all, I, I want to say to all men. Uh, at that time, they were still under an old covenant. Yep where there was still the penalty was death for yep. sin, that there had been no remedy for sin because Christ hasn't gone to the cross yep. yet. But, uh, but at that same moment, the moment Jesus shows up in the earth, the message of heaven goes, now that Christ is here, it, 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 it's, it's good joys in the earth. You know, there's peace on earth. There, there's something different that's changing the atmosphere. And you know, that message of heaven, the moment that Christ came, the message of heaven has never changed. It's still the same, that there is peace on earth, there's goodwill towards men, there's great joy to be had, and that if we begin to change, you know, if we be, if, if this moment today, on the day that we celebrate the, the, the birth of Jesus, uh, to begin to receive that message of heaven in our heart, this is a great day to receive the, the message of heaven in your yeah. heart today, that there's great joy to be had. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we you know, this is not a, always a good day for a lot of people uh, because of hurts and, and different things, or like I said, being estranged from your family or whatever it is, but this is a day that that can be changed. Uh, you know, this is really uh, a day that we can turn to, to hear the voice of heaven and say, you know, if there's peace on earth, if there really is goodwill towards men, then Father God, I invite you into my life today and yeah. have your way into that to begin to change the situation. If there's not peace in your home today, if there's not peace in your life, this is a day for it to be changed. This is a day to receive the peace of God, the message of heaven into your heart. To allow God to begin to change the situations around you. I feel the anointing as we're sitting here. Because I think there are people that are setting by themselves today, saying, Lord, I just want to change. Yeah. 
Maybe you're contemplating some, some things in your heart. Maybe you're contemplating suicide because you think there's, there's no peace to be had. There's no joy to be had this life. I'm done with this life, but I'm telling you, there, this is a moment of decision for you. This is a moment where change yes, can really take place. This is a moment to receive the message of heaven. I, I believe uh, there are some shepherds even that are sitting in a field watching their flocks. And you're even looking and saying, God is their hope. God is their change. This is the moment to receive the message of heaven. That there is peace on earth. There, that peace that came when Jesus was born, that peace is not diminished. That peace is ever increasing. This is a moment to receive the peace and the joy of heaven. If you're, if you're looking for it, all you got to say is, Father, I want to receive it. I just want to have it. It's not complicated. It's not a, uh, something you have to go through. It's just a moment of receiving the message of heaven. Just receive the peace of God. Uh, the, the, the Christmas time has never been a time of sorrow for me. It's always been a time of joy, but I know that I've talked to people that it's not always been the it's case. It's either an incredibly happy time or an incredibly yeah. sorrowful time. And I remember you even telling stories that before uh, you know, your dad was, was transformed by the power of God that Christmas was not always a joy. I remember Pap even telling the stories yeah. of growing up and, and he, was, he was vehemently opposed to Santa Claus because, you know, Santa Claus was not there for him when he was a kid. Uh, you know, and so he was vehemently opposed to Santa Claus, and so because in his childhood things were not always good, there yeah. wasn't peace in the home. Yeah. Uh, but he received the peace of God. He received Jesus into his heart, and when that peace was laid into the manger of his heart, the whole atmosphere of our family began to change. That every time I don't ever remember gathering. Uh, at any of our family gatherings, and especially at Christmas, where it was not a happy time, yep. where it was not a time where we were laughing and joking and celebrating, and uh, you know, we always uh, joked because Pat would make us a go around and say, you know, what are you thankful for? And everybody, you know, and as the family grew and there began to be 40, 50 of us, and yeah, you're spending 50, 50 people telling a story about, it, and most of us preachers on top of it, so you know it was not some short story. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a sermon of two of people telling what things they're thankful for you know you we I remember as a kid going we're never going to get them put presents up you know uh, but but those are the things that as I've gotten older that I remember I remember us setting around and beginning to be thankful to God and to begin to count our blessings and to begin to sit there as a family and just begin to enjoy the atmosphere where it wasn't a fight, it wasn't a, you know, and every family goes, it has, you know, times where they're like, you know, so-and-so didn't do this and I don't understand this, but that's family, you mm -hmm. know. If, <laughs> uh, one of the times, you know, was growing up, all our cousins lived here in this hill and we began, we would have fights and our, my Uncle Jack would go, uh, we would, me and the cousins would get into a fight and my, my Uncle Jack would call us in and, you know, your brother, and he would say, you know, one day, you know, you're, you're family and you shouldn't fight. One day you're going you're gonna to understand how important your family is to you, you know, and I was like, yeah, but he was playing with the thing I was playing with, you know, and at that moment you're like, he deserved what he got, you know, but now that I'm older, I'm like, man, I don't remember what we were fighting over, you know, I remember the good times that we had, I remember that that's what it is, and, and the reason those things are the way they are is because of the peace that was laid upon our hearts, that Jesus was always what the gift that was given to us that changed our family, and, you know, I, I, that's... That's the gift I want the world to have today. Even as they're mm -hmm. sitting, listening, 
or whatever. I, I just want them to have the gift of the peace of God in their life. Today. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking while you were talking, you know, like I said, most people that know us now know uh, mostly the history of our family in the sense of what we've done ministry-wise and, uh, you know, uh, our, our, our families on both sides that have been ministry families. But, uh, you know, as you were talking, I remember the very, very early days before, probably I was eight, nine years old, when my dad came to know the Lord. But my mom came to know the Lord first. And that changed everything. I mean, the dynamics of our life, I'm telling you, Jesus in the picture. Yeah changes everything. And that's really what Christmas is about, you know. And I was thinking while you was talking, it says, for unto, you know, us is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That's very personal to me. For unto you is born this day a, sa a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The Savior is unto you. It's, it's, it's very personal. Because I remember those days when, when uh, and I remember them kind of very briefly because most of our life has been in church, but we came from a background where we didn't know nothing about God. And, uh, and you know, like I said, my dad at that time was an alcoholic. That's been many years ago, and you didn't know if he was coming home or not. Uh, and he may or may not be home for Christmas, and then if they were, there was fighting and all that going on. And he wasn't the first one to change, but my mother was. And so no matter where you're at, uh, you say, well, I'm not the one that's creating the problem. But see, my mother, even though she may not have been the one that was creating the situation, uh, she said, you know what, one day she made a decision, I'm going to serve Jesus no matter what he does. Yeah. Because the scripture tells us that God saves one of a, you know, one of a household, two of a, you know, two, uh, you know, uh, I think one, uh, I forget how, he sets the solitary in families. Mm -hmm. So he knows if he gets one, he's got the whole family. Yeah. And so from the moment my mother gave her heart to Jesus, it was just a short while after that that my brother Jack and I gave our hearts to Jesus and, and knew the Lord called us to preach it. I knew the Lord called me to preach when I was nine, ten years old. But that moment began to shift everything. And just a little while after that, Jesus literally appeared to my dad in his bedroom. And my dad gave his heart to the Lord. And when he gave his heart to the Lord and he said, God, if you will save me, I will serve you. It's a plaque that hangs on our church wall today because it is a few phrases that literally changed the world. First of all, for the house family, and then for all the people that we now influence through the gospel. If you save me, I'll serve you. Simple words. There's probably someone out there right now that if you'll say those simple words, if you save me, I'll serve you. Uh, that I believe that will profoundly change the course of history because once Jesus comes in, for unto you is born this day. Let this be the day, the beginning of your, the rest of your life. Yeah. Unto us is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And that means he saves us, but he gives us a new nature, but he continues to save us. There's ongoing things that he's a savior of. And so as it continues, you know, in the midst of this, even taxing time, yeah. what better environment for Jesus to come into? And he comes always into the lowliest of situations. He's born in a stable, not the best circumstances, not the best situation. I'm sure when the angel of the Lord said to Mary, you're highly favored. Mm -hmm. I bet she didn't feel highly favored when she's laying in the barn <laughs> giving birth to a baby. She's probably thinking, if this is the son of God, yep. you know, he deserves better than this. But sometimes the circumstances don't determine yep. the power of the gift. Yep. 
And so the change that can take place in a moment in a manger in the worst of circumstances literally changed the course of human history and the, and the life of Mary and the life of the world. And then for us individually, yeah. it changed the course of history. You, you know. know, even Grandma would tell you that when she made this, when she asked the Lord into her heart, when she wasn't looking for... She didn't, she didn't, she wasn't looking for, now all of a sudden we're going to become these ministers. She was just like, I'm desperate for a change. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And if this Jesus can help, then, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it because I, I'm at the end of my rope. I mean, she'll t when she tells her testimony, she'll I was at the end of my rope. I didn't know what else to do. There was no way I could leave because I had seven kids. and Six kids. Six at kids at the time. And, and she said, there was no way I could, this was my life. And she said, and I didn't know what else to do. Yep. I just thought, I'll give this Jesus a try. Yep. You know, and, and but that really did, it changed the course of history for our family and for the world. Like uh, at our conference, some people from Nigeria had come and just said, you know, we want to, we're, we're a first generation Christian and what we want to do is be like your family that this is a decision that we made yeah. that would change the course of history for our family that as our you know our kids and our grandkids will come back one day and say man this because of this decision to serve the Lord you know they looked at our family and said this is that's what yeah, we and want. Yeah, and they were first generation, they, first generation Christians. First generation Christians. Uh, they had been, I believe it was Muslim before that, mm -hmm. and gave their hearts to Jesus and said, I want four generations from now, five generations from now, my children to be serving the Lord. And came all the way from Nigeria yep. and knelt down in front of my mom to have her lay her hands on that there would be generational blessing. Yep. And that, I tell you, the moment that happened, uh, you know, I, I just thought, uh, I mean, it just was almost an overwhelming, yeah, absolutely. you know, uh, feeling that came across. When people talk about, gotta, when people talk about uh, heritage and inheritance, you know, mine is not, uh, I'm not looking for money. I'm looking for the heritage that my grandfather's passed down to yeah. me of having the blessings of the Lord in my life of having uh, the peace of God that's laid in my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we were talking right now, as people are sitting at home watching and different things, uh, you know, I'm sure there are people that are watching. They're saying, you know, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what other decision to make. Uh, this may, and, and you know, you, you maybe you've heard people talk about receiving Jesus and it just didn't seem like, well, how, how does that help? I'm here to tell you it will help. It really does make it, it there is nothing greater than the power of Christ in your life it, uh, the scripture which says greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world there's no greater thing to receive there's no greater gift to receive than the gift of Christ and, and what he will do in your life and and you know uh, just the, the change it will make not just for you but for generation after generation uh, I am a product of somebody receiving Jesus into their life and then later on receiving him into my own life and into the life that I'm able to, you know, the, the greatest thing that I, I impart into my child, one of the things that's, that's amazing to me is that without teaching her, without telling her what she has to do, she'll get in church and the first thing she wants to do is lift her hands and dance, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I've never told her that's what you do. I've never, yeah. you know, made that an issue. That's just a response out of her heart. And when I see it, when I see her response to the things of God and the things uh, uh, of Jesus and being able to impart into her her, uh, the heritage and the inheritance that we have uh, and see how she reacts to it, that's the greatest thing in the world to me. 
uh, that knowing that uh, there's just a constant smile on her face, uh, that she's not, she doesn't see uh, a mommy and daddy that don't that, that that fight and don't love each other, but she sees the good things of life. That's the things that uh, receiving Jesus into your life doesn't just change your life; it changes and affects. Uh, Everything from that point on, uh, your seed, your, 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 your children, your grandchildren, on and on it goes just by simply making a choice. Like my dad said, uh, gra- my grandmother made a choice, not, you know, she wasn't the pro- might not have been the problem, wasn't the issue, but she just made a choice. And because of that choice, it changed the whole family uh, and the dynamic of all the family that all we've ever known is that when we get together, it's laughs, it's good times, it's talking about the Lord, it's, it's, it's a celebration, it really is, and it's, uh, it's because the peace was laid in our life. It was because there was peace and the joy of Christ was laid in our hearts, and that really is uh, the answer today. And you know, I, I sometimes think that the most incredible gift that we can give is maybe as we're sitting there today, you're watching this program and uh, you may be alone, you may not be alone, or someone you have not heard from in a long time. Uh, let me just encourage you to pick up the phone and call them, whether it's a mother, a father, a son, a daughter, a husband, a wife, a child. Sometimes somebody has to make the first step, whether it's to give your heart to Jesus or to make that first step of reconciling and forgiving and you know sometimes we hold grudges and people don't even know why we're mad we're mad at stuff and they don't even know what we're mad at and uh, we're the ones that you know are 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 bound by that and you know one of the things that uh, happens is the moment we forgive is that we release ourselves literally from the hand of the tormentor, which is the, the torment of that thing. Because sometimes we're, the, we're robbing ourselves. We're robbing ourselves of maybe enjoying our grandkids. Or, you know, one of the greatest joys to me is these grandbabies, when they come in, you know, uh, one of them came in last year and said to me, Pap, or did say, Pap, she had a shirt on that says, who needs Santa Claus? I got Paul Paul, you know. Mm-hmm. Or uh, one of them said to me, uh, uh, you know, I'm, uh, the reason I haven't been giving you kisses is cause, and hugs is because I'm saving them for Christmas. Well, <laughs> that's being wasted if they're saving them for Christmas. But they're my joy. And it just, you, uh, I, I can't imagine life without them. But I can't imagine life without Jesus. This can be a moment of turnaround for you. Just right where you're at today, ask Jesus. Say, Lord, I I receive you into my heart. You're the Savior of the world, but today you're my Savior. I receive you into my life. I ask you, I receive today the forgiveness of sin. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe you'll save me. We've, we've run out of time. Call the number on the screen, uh, and uh, if you need prayer, God bless you for tuning in today. For anyone struggling to understand John's writings in Revelation, this book provides true, biblically-based answers. Through detailed insights into the letters John wrote to the seven churches of his day, you will learn how to avoid the mistakes of the early church to overcome today's trials and tribulations. This book will provoke you to thought and dialogue, bringing greater clarity and revelation of Jesus Christ.